This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 848. Today we have Good Neighbor Brandon Lewis says his company, Junk Hauling Express. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Charlie. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Oh, man, thanks for being on the show. I know it's early. Uh, you got you got a busy day ahead. And uh, and then Thanksgiving traveling and all that, man, exciting stuff. Uh, but let's spend a few moments and uh, focus on your company and highlight the great things you do here in Southwest Florida. Junk Hauling Express. Fill us in on what's going on there. All right. So, um, man, as everybody already know, we just surpassed one of the strongest, um, craziest storms <laughs> in, the, in the nation. Uh, Ian. Yeah. So as of lately, we've been just busy, you know, just head over heels, just trying to clean up the community, get things back to how they used to be, you know, pre Zixness storm form. But um, yeah, we've been running around just, you know, trying to get things together. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in uh, <laughs> pre hurricane times, uh, you would, you would haul the, the junk that, you know, um, I guess what, what it was like a, what a renovation or just stuff we just needed to get rid of because it was just cluttering up the, the home or the business. And now you're dealing, cause our listeners, they could be listening to this brand in three years from now and, and uh, not realizing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hurricane Ian, boy, created a lot of debris, a lot of junk. So uh, it did. have you gotten any sleep since the hurricane? I'm finally <laughs> starting to catch up on some rest, Charlie. Um, it's been unbelievably busy. You know, just customers, when things is like not normal, you know, people kind of want things done now. So we had just an unusual, normal number of people just rushing at us, just, you know, demanding for us to, you know, get things out of their home or get things from out in front of their yard or, you know, and we had just different companies from all down the state coming down to assist. And um, yeah, it was havoc, you know, and also not just getting the job done, but getting the job done correctly. You know, that's the main thing we want to do. We want to, um, you know, make sure the job's done in a style where the customer's happy at the end of the day. And, um, you know, they feel like they got every dollar bit worth of their of their buck. And that's pretty much it. So, you know, a lot more goes into it than just getting the job done. You know, as yeah. far as hiring the people to do the job, make sure they're the right people. You know, making sure, you know, and also more importantly, you know, the company's making money too. And staying within the margins. So it was a challenge. It was it was a fun experience. I got because I never, you know, experienced that much traffic before coming at me at once. Mm. So it was definitely mm. um a curveball, but uh, I mm. think I managed it well. You know, if you look at our Google reviews, it's very hard to maintain, you know, a four point nine uh, Google rating. You know, you can't be perfect, mm. but um yeah, we I feel like we serve the community well, best way we can, and that's what's most important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's all you can do, and and uh, you know that that you are, yeah, you, know, you seem like a people person, and you're passionate about what you do, and uh, you do the best you can do, and and my good, you know, you you would think, as we've spoken to a lot of businesses that have been impacted, kind of in a positive way from the hurricane, but positive in that, oh my goodness, you know, like. You, like you said, you you want to make sure the reviews are great going forward, and and you don't want to just just take business and disappoint people, you know, and, exactly. and make them wait for three weeks when they're looking at this. In your case, a pile of, of debris that maybe is getting moldy mm-hmm. and, and 
causing them even more distress. You know, every time they, they come home and just see, see that pile of, of damage. I mean, uh, it's that constant reminder. It's like psychological uh, warfare. And, and uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, I feel your pain. And uh, uh, I'm glad to hear you're, you're getting a little time away for Thanksgiving. Rest you can well use, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, it's a um, holiday we all need, you know. Yeah. get together yeah. as a reminder you know what's important in life you know yeah. so yeah i'm looking forward yeah. to it okay good so what about your journey uh into this business philson how did you get to where you uh, are so how i ended up junk hauling and I'm, I'm pretty sure just like everyone else you never know what you're going to get into you just end up getting into it through who you know um you know straight out of college you know i got my business administration degree um aa and just could out of college, I started working for College Hunks, Moving Hauling Junk. And for anybody who don't know that company, you know, it's a franchise, a big one at that. Yeah. Um, started off with two guys, you know, in a truck, and they kind of grown. You know, they got recognition through Shark Tank, and that's kind of how they took off. So I started managing a small franchise in Naples, Florida, for a couple of years and, you know, just learning industry in and out. A couple of guys, um, you know, decided to start a junk hauling company on their own and wanted me to come be a part of it. So they started a company back in, I want to say, 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, been mm-hmm. operating for a few years, and you know, we've been doing good. We've been growing about 20% uh, growth rate since we started. Um, you know, we're a veteran-owned company. We're now registered, you know, with with local government and state, so we could accept government contracts. We lo- we partner up with local donation centers. Um, you know, we. We try to just do as much as we can and stay a part of the community because we know that's what helps our business drive to the point of success. So it's pretty much where we're at right now. We're just local and just yeah. trying to, you know, continue branding our company. So that, that's pretty cool. So so you guys, uh, are, as you said, local. I, you know, when I, when I first saw that we were going to get together this morning, I just assumed it was a franchise. Uh, I mean, not to say that it, it won't be at some point. It, it, you, have, you guys have aspirations of uh, doing additional locations and franchising it? Right now, we just focus on scaling the company um, to our, yeah. you know, year one, year two, and possibly year five growth. And, um, you know, it could, yeah. it could be a, you know, possibility in the future. We don't know. But right now, you know, we're just focusing on, you know, doing a good job, yeah. doing our due diligence, you know, growing enough contracts to where we're busy doing a slow season to where the guy's still maintaining it 40 hours a week. You know, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. How about mis- misconceptions in your industry? What do you hear that you can speak to? Misconceptions in the junk hauling company. Hmm. Well, this is kind of a universal thing. And um, this is something that employees and the business owners kind of have a tug of war with because a lot of people think that companies make a lot of money, you know, that they're profitable in the end and that they're just, you know, just throwing money in the lake. When That's not really the case, especially when you first open up. And there's a lot of expenses that go into it in the back end that employees don't see, that bosses, you know, don't have to talk about it and they don't. So that's why they don't understand that, Um, you know, we kind of have to manage numbers meticulously, closely. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it kind of creates a... Um, you know, a disagreement between the employees and the boss because they think that, you know, we're just trying to keep the employees under a certain cap when that's not the case. We have to reach certain numbers. And if we don't manage it correctly over time, you know, that's how businesses fail. So I just wish, you know, we could come up with 
you know, a greater system to where, you know, we we could have an understanding between the two and even with the customers. And that's how prices are built because customers think that we overcharging, but we don't overcharge. Our price is just pretty much set up at market price. It's fair to where, you know, we can just have enough to cover the bills and, you know, just have honestly just a little, just enough to live life comfortably. And um, yeah, I don't I don't want to put out you know my boss's business, but um, you know everybody else get paid more than the owner. I, I just want to say that. <laughs> want to say that. Yeah, yeah. So that's the mis- business it's, it's, misconception. I feel like every business have right now these days. No, that that's a good one. You know, it, yeah, it, it it can be if you've never been in business. Uh, the perception that oh, you know, businesses make a million dollars a day, and and the owner has it made. They just you know, hang out and work whatever hours they want if they want to, or go on vacation all the time. And that's so far from the truth. You know, it brings me back, Brandon, to uh, when I was in the health club business, uh, and um, a, a good friend of mine, and we we use this with my team. Uh, he had a health club as well, and uh, he would get together with his staff, and he would take a dollar bill. And he would put it on, you know, the whiteboard and he would ask his team and, and, and this was a multimillion dollar business. And we, we were the same uh, at that point and would ask his team, how much of this dollar do you think goes to profit? And the answers were, you know, what do you think the answers were? Just, just, just for yucks. What do you think the, the average team member was? 80 cents. Yeah, it was. It was like 80 cents, 72 cents. You know, it was it was definitely most people north of 50 cents. Yeah. And it, and it was a revelation of, of like, wow, you know, it's it's important that we we as 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 owners educate our team members. And at the time I had probably 100 and, and we grew to 350 mm-hmm. and because they they need to know and and become more of you know feeling like they're on a mission and an ownership so so we would walk them through you know uh, the percentages electric or there are the cents you know electricity was so so much you know three cents five cents you know payroll uh, was thirty three cents and and the mortgage and and you know all these itemized things and you you could see as as we got down to the bottom you know their jaws were dropping like. Oh my God, you know, and, and typically you'd end up, you know, the best clubs in our industry were, were about five cents on the dollar. The average club was like one to two cents. And, and, you know, it was, it was an eye opener for our team and they really, you know, better understood, you know, the mission they were on and the challenges that we all were and that, you know, yeah, it's not every dollar counts, every penny counts in your case, you know. Yeah. It's it's and I'm sure you do a lot of juggling. You mentioned in the slow season, you know, you have great team members. You want to keep them on board, but then you hit that off season, and you really have to manage the the jobs and the hours so you can afford to pay them their forty hours because you never want to see anyone leave. And yeah, yeah, it's a it's a universal that's a good thing. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so a good one there. So what about outside of the business? So what are you doing for fun? Charlie, there's honestly not much time for fun. Like, like I said, when, Come you, on, when you're a business owner yeah. and entrepreneur, you just always feel like there's something to do. And I'm not even like you know bragging or sugarcoating it. I, I work around the clock. You know, when I take breaks, you know, I'm, I might have the TV running on the sports channel. I might peek at it every now and then. But um, 
you know, I just recently got into roofing sales is where I'm working with a roofing company, um, Apple Roofing. And I'm just, you know, providing a service, helping people who don't understand the process, you know, so educating them along the way, not just worrying about closing the deal, but educating them, letting them know, like, what's the deductible, why they pay the deductible and all that so forth. Um, I also have a rental company as well um, called Azo Enterprises. My DBA is Rental Cars Fort Myers. Um, you know, fairly small. I have about seven vehicles at the time, but, you know, I have an option to where people can rent a vehicle ranging from a small economy car to a SUV family built size car. So um, as you can see, Charlie, I'm pretty busy. Um, you know, that's, that's my hobby. I'm a businessman at heart. So, you know, I just, I just aspire to kind of, you know, set up, set up um, enterprises and, you know, create systems yeah. to where they can run itself and, yeah, just try to do due diligence, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it's okay to have a business as your fund, right? I mean, that's that's a, that's a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. Awesome. What about hardship life challenge? Uh, what comes to yeah. mind a period of time you were challenged, you got through it. Now, looking back, you could say because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Man, I'm super scared to say this, but I would be doing everyone a disadvantage if I didn't share this because this plays a reason to who I am today and why I go so hard. But I also don't want people to prejudge as well. So, um, you know, when I was 18 years old, I ran into a small situation to where, you know, I um, ran in with the law, was incarcerated for a couple of years. And, you know, I just had the short end of the stick to where I had to take a plea and I became a felon. So, you know, I still got my AA when I went to college and, you know, still played football, still did the thing I wanted to do. But having a felony on your record is pretty much like having scars on your face, like just having tattoos. It's so hard. You can't really do anything. You can't do an Uber driver. You can't do Uber Eats. You can't work at Publix. It's very limited to things you can do. So that put me in a position where it's like, okay, I want better in life. I want I want to be able to provide for my family. I know there's not many things I can do. So what is something that I can do to where... You know, I'm not as limited. Um, I can have control of my life, my income, you know, my freedom. So, you know, just being a businessman, and, um, you know, just kind of was like an option. Like, it just made most sense. It's just something you can apply to every day-to-day life. So that kind of what made me, you know, have that drive to like, okay, I, I have to do something more. And other things, of course, that played a part in it. But, you know, before that happened, I was in school to be a nurse. You know, when you when you when you're a nurse, you know, twelve hour shifts, and you know, you just kind of fall in that microscope of just working around the clock and not really working towards your purpose. I want to say, not to say that that's not some people' purpose. That's just not my purpose. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of what drives me. I guess that what gave me that spark. Well, one, thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's uh, I think an important message. We all. You know, go through those challenging times and we all make, you know, the, no one out there gets out of life without making not just one, but many, many, you know, I'm going to just just use the word bad decisions. But, you know, as, as you find that maybe not all bad, bad decisions are you know necessarily bad if we continue on the path and and, and you know, make the most of what we have. And uh, kudos to you. I mean, it's. Uh, I can't imagine what that must be like uh, trying to find work when you've got that. And and my goodness, you know, at your age, I, I know, I mean, just about anyone um, 
got into stuff uh, when they were kids, probably more so guys. But, you know, just just uh, if there was a camera on all of us uh, at different times in our youth, um, maybe we'd all be in the same shoes that you went through. Right. So, um, yeah, fortunately, uh, uh, you, you, you came out stronger. And uh, again, really appreciate you sharing that message. And yet yeah, it, it kind of forced you, I guess, into being an entrepreneur, which uh, nothing wrong with that. Right. The world needs people like yourself who are going to provide great jobs for for others and lead them. So, yeah, we always know. Well, how about, yeah, yeah. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about Junk Hauling Express? What would that be? Junk Hauling Express, when, when I look for guys to hire, you know, because that's that's important. They're your assets. They're, they're the most important part of the company. I look for salesmen that care. You know, and while I say salesmen, first off, is because, you know, I, anybody can put a furniture or a couch or whatever in the truck. But somebody who can engage with the customer you know, just leave cars behind, ask for the reviews. It just creates more value for the company in the long run. Yeah. So I look for salesmen who, who are people person and also people that care. Because when you care, you won't leave an upset customer angry. Or you just won't, you know, just be inconsiderate, you know, like park your truck behind somebody else's car. You just think about the common courtesy things. So those be the two main qualities I look for. So we're we're a company, junk hauling company that cares and, you know, we just we were all approachable and sellable and learners of the game. We're all students of the game. And that's just one thing I want people to know about Junk Hauling Express. You know, we're not just a regular awesome. company. Like we're your local go-to junk hauling guys. Love it. Love it. And Brandon, I'm sure we have listeners who want to get in touch, want to learn more. What's the best way for them to do so? Um, well, we're on Facebook. We're on Google. Um, you know, we're on Instagram. Uh, we certainly tangible. Uh, you can reach us anyway. Um, <laughs> I really don't know. Junk Holland Express. Uh, you know, we're, we're yeah. everywhere pretty yeah, that's, much. That's a good good place to start. And uh, I'm just looking up. Let's see. I was uh, checking out your website earlier. It looks like your number is because I I don't know my uh, office phone number. Uh, so uh, let's see. Two three nine three five six. Eight zero three four. Does that sound familiar? Yes, sir. That does. But um, you know, if they ever want to book right. me directly, you know, they can reach me at three zero five nine zero 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 four four one. You know, if you ever Perfect. need a junk hauling or a local roofer, or you just need a vehicle to rent, you know, I'm at your service. <laughs> well, Brandon, appreciate you uh, being on the show, sharing your story, and we wish you the best going forward there. Well, Charlie, we appreciate you offering something like this for small business owners like ourselves. And um, I'm just a manager, but um, you know, I take this company on as myself. You know, and um, you know, we we don't have much of this, so we need people like you to just kind of just always, you know, just displaying that there's companies out here and just being our spokesperson for us because you we don't have time to do this ourselves. So we appreciate you, Charlie. Well, thanks, Brandon. You have a good one. No have problem. a safe and fun trip. See yes. ya. Happy Thanksgiving, America. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.